0: Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the basketballnews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, the media still exists as the most powerful entity on Earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Anton Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. On this episode, I sat down with Joe Hampton from Last Chance You. We talked about his rough start with Coach Mosley, all that he was going through off the court at the time, how he learned to control his emotions, and the special bond between him and Coach Mosley. He also discussed how well he's doing now at Long Beach State. This is a great interview. At Last Chance shoe was a great show. Hope you enjoy. Mr. Joe Hampton, how you doing, sir?
1: What's up, boss? How you doing? I'm all right.
0: Man, good man, man. It's, it's, I'm glad that we're doing this interview. Um, I had a blast watching Last Chance You, so definitely shout out to Netflix. Thank you for coming on the rematch. Um, BasketballNews.com, the Fly TV. Um, there's a lot I want to ask you about, but the first question I'm gonna ask is how How are you doing now? I know you're at Long Beach State. You know everything is going good. Just you know, tell everybody how you're doing now. Uh,
1: first of all, thank you for having me on the, on the podcast. Uh, it's a blessing to be here. Um, and and to answer your question, everything is going great. Uh, life is beautiful right now. Um, I'm enjoying the time that I'm having, uh, all the fans that I'm getting at such short notice. Um, I'm glad a lot of people enjoyed the show. Um, my life in Long Beach is amazing. It's everything that I wanted it to be. Um, good <laughs> Transferring from the JUCO to D1 level is, is a major transition, and I'm getting everything that I worked for. And like I said before, it's a blessing to be here.
0: What are some of the feedback that you got from the show? Um, you know, because everybody, me and my family, we loved it. We watched it in, like, 48 hours, like, real, like, real oh, wow. quick. No, nah, we just watched it, like, straight through. Um, you know, no, but what was dope. some of the feedback that you got?
1: Uh, that's dope. That's dope. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. um... Mostly is good feedback. A lot of people are like you said, like you, you and your family. They, you guys went through it fast. Uh, a lot of my fans they tell me how they enjoyed it, uh, how they they loved my attitude. <laughs> some people, I mean, some people they give me negative comments, but
0: the good outweigh the bad for sure. You know, one of the things that I saw in in the show, and we'll get into all of it, was your growth throughout the whole program. And you know, we'll get into that, but let's go back first. You know, I want to go. I want to go back to the background. Um, of everything with Joe Hampton before you even got to the show. Right. So I know you, you know, you lived a little while in the DMV area. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, t- tell me about that. Tell me about growing up around here and, um, you know, your whole process growing up. I
1: mean, growing up in the DMV area, I mean, all the memories that I had, it was fun because growing up in the DMV area, I was playing AAU basketball and I was playing with my travel team. I had a real good close knit uh, team and everybody was cool. We used to go over each other's houses and stuff like that. Who'd you play um, with? I played with DC Assault.
0: Oh, DC Assault,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so for the most part, the struggle wasn't really the struggle. I mean, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, I mean, I knew my family was going through tough times and, and we were bouncing from house to house, city to city. Um, I lived in DC for the most part all of my life, but uh-huh. I did live in Maryland for some short time. Uh-huh. And I did live with some other family members um, too. And uh, when once I got to high school, I went to the Master Catholic High School, and mm-hmm. that's like right in the center of the DMV between D.C. and Maryland area. Uh, and that was a ball, too, because I got the chance to see what the private school life was like and mm-hmm. um, the different kinds of people. Uh, like, yeah, I was going to school with all boys, and, mm-hmm. and that was different. Um, so, yeah, that experience, I'm really, really grateful for because, mm-hmm. like, I, it, it actually transitioned me to going to Oak Hill later in the in my high school career too so and that helped a lot with me being secluded it was like a college setting when I was at Oak Hill so for the most part being in the DMV growing up was fun it was it it was a blast man that's what's up
0: that's what's up and so so you get you get to you get to Juco and a lot of things that we saw on the program um at first it was a little bit rocky that's a good way to say it right a little bit rocky Talk to me about that part and, and why it was so rocky at first. Um, talent-wise, that was never – everybody was like, yeah, you could just see by watching y'all practice or whatever you got in the game, talent-wise, it was crazy. Yeah. Except for when those times when the refs kept calling you for the travel. Like, we was watching. <laughs> and we were, So we rewinded. We're like, wait a minute. Is he moving his foot? It's like, no. oh, you know what? The refs might just be picking on him. You know what I mean? No, That's yeah. honestly what me and my family would say. But talk yeah. about that. And why it was a little bit of a rocky transition uh, in um. the beginning.
1: I mean, it was it was a rocky transition. One because I I knew for a fact I didn't belong there. Like I knew the caliber of play, and I knew the player that I was, and and what I brought to the table. That I knew I didn't I didn't belong there, and I, I was better than a lot of the guys that was there. Uh, no shade to the guys that were there at all, but I mean, we're just speaking off of my resume, and mm-hmm. um, and that's one of the, one of the frustrations that I had because I felt like. I was working for for what I was supposed to get, and it just wasn't coming to me at all. Like, right. I felt like I worked my tail off to get the starting position, but I just didn't get it. Like, I, I guess I came up short. But um, all in all, like, and it was that and plus two. I had real life issues going on. Like, I was on probation. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was going back and forth checking into probation officers. That they were messing with me. Um, I had family issues. Had to take care of family for a short period of time. And that was a lot on my shoulders. Um, it was, so it was it was a rough time in general. So that's why, like, you saw me lashing out or getting my attitude, like, getting, letting get the best of me, um, because it was just so much more flowing through my head rather than just
0: what was going on in
1: the game. So,
0: And a lot of people didn't quite understand it. I mean, I read up on everything that was going on with you, you know, prior to getting there. Um, it kind of brushed passed it a little bit on the documentary I right. didn't really tell it a lot but let's let's go into a little bit more depth you know what was some of mm-hmm. the stuff that you was dealing with even even legally um the injuries you know it mm-hmm. talked about that a little bit but th- let's start off with the injuries yeah, um, tell me uh, what you went through
1: the the injuries that that killed me um cuz for the at, the at that point from coming from high school to to college or whatever I loved the game of basketball like I excuse my language I eat shit sleep basketball at this point gotcha. like I loved it like I It was everything for me, and like injuries, it really took a toll on me. And it took it made me take a step back from the game. It made me like question myself. Like, is this really, really, really what I want to do in my life? Um, And ultimately, like that was a rocky situation because I gave up on myself and I didn't know what to do. Like it was, it was a real tough time. I felt in, felt low in the depression. Um, I was smoking weed heavy, and like that got the best of me because I wasn't working out or doing anything to help mm-hmm. myself get back better in order court at all. So that was tough. And and to get over that, really, I mean, to have two surgeries on two different knees, mm-hmm. I mean, it really makes you question like
0: if you want to do this or not. And right. and that I, it, it, I really killed my mental, bro. But that road coming back, you know, like and what did you have with your knee? I had told
1: my ACL meniscus on my right knee, and then I tore my meniscus, and I had a scope tear on my left knee.
0: Oh wow! So the rehab was serious, you know, especially yeah. that ACL. That's a serious. So full year for one knee, and then three, four weeks for another one. So what? So what got you through? What? What? How was you able to even get through the rehab part? To
1: be honest with you, boss, uh, I didn't do any rehab. Uh, I did a lot of things, a lot of stuff that I did, a lot of strengthening and all that stuff that I did, I did on my own. Like I looked up and Googled plans of how to strengthen your quads and your knee and all okay. that all that kind of stuff. And I was okay. just doing a little minor stuff on my own. And that was how I was even able to get up and down the court because <laughs> um, I, I really gave up. Like I didn't do anything. Like I didn't want really to better myself at all at that point. Wow. But and when then, it came time to... Uh-huh. I had I had to put the work in, and I had I had got myself back into uh, some kind of shape
0: to even get up and down the court for Mosley. Well, the 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 skill never left, so the never. skill was there, right? Right. So never. the skill didn't leave at all. You might not have been in shape, but yeah. know, all of that it was all there. Yeah. And so so talk about the the legal part, um, and because this was start, it, it mentioned it a little bit, and the reason why I'm, I'm going back over it is because you know now. Whether you know it or not, you're an inspiration for a whole yeah. lot of young people who have had different issues. Whether they, you know, had legal issues, had family issues, had injury issues, seeing you battle back from it and be successful. And now you're at Long Beach State doing good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not, so I just want to let you know, I'm not just going through it all just to, you know what I mean, get yeah, all of your business, but you're <laughs> you're an inspiration right now. So no, I mean, I you know, people it. need to people need to hear it. So talk about the um the legal issues that you had.
1: Well, legally, I had two two open cases. Um, at that time, I had did two stupid. I made two stupid decisions. Um, to to be completely honest, I, first situation, I robbed somebody, got caught. Second situation, I tried to do some bank fraud stuff, and that didn't work out. I got arrested right at at the bank. <laughs> um, so, like for anyone going through legal trouble out there, like I don't. It's hard to say, like, I, I I know you shouldn't be in that situation and I know it's a tough time, but being in those type situations, I, it's hard to get out of because being on probation and after getting out of jail, after Coach Mosley had uh, wrote the letter for the, to the judge to get me out or whatever, and I was on that tight rope being on probation, it was the worst thing in my life. I felt like I was still in jail. Like, it, it, you're still boxed in. You're still part of the system. Like. Right. So like I mean, stay out of trouble for anyone going through legal situations. Please stay out of trouble. Stay the course. Um, pray. Uh, that Prayer got me through it a lot. Um, so most nights when it was tough, when I didn't see no no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Um, and just like I said, just stay the course, man. Uh, my legal troubles they 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 came and they went because of how I was moving. I started to move the right way. I was going to school, going to practice, going. Mm-hmm doing what I was supposed to do, stand out of trouble. And ultimately when it came time for me to graduate from ELAC, um, my prob my lawyer or whatever, she I gave her a call, I told her, like, look, I have an opportunity to go play Division One basketball. And right. like, that's not gonna look too good if I'm if I'm still on probation, if I'm if I'm still like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Tied into the system. And ultimately she she gave a call to the judge and got me um got me seen and they let me off. It, it was, in my record expense. It, it was just amazing. Like, wow, <laughs> it was crazy.
0: You know, I um I interviewed Coach Mosley for this. And so, um you know, he talked very glowingly about you, about how he saw himself in you and how mm-hmm. y'all had this special bond and how he was never going to give up on you regardless yeah. of how many times you was, you know, he, he was just like, talk about y'all relationship because that's one thing that was really, you know, you saw it, you know, on display you know um you know on the show but it was i know there was so many more layers i know there yeah. was so many just more conversations that y'all probably had that they didn't show on screen right. you know and everything like that talk about y'all relationship
1: man mosley he's a he's a heck of a guy man. uh he i w- i mean i have my
0: father in my life
1: and he's a good father but like mosley is like a father figure that I've never had, like a coach that I've never had before. like, I've had some wonderful coaches in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. He's just
1: different. Um, he comes with a whole different spectrum of, 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 of just, I don't know, mightiness. Like he, like he can come in the room, give you one conversation and leave that room with that conversation, like instilled into your brain for the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. he has all of those every single day. Right. And, what we went through, like our relationship was like a father son relationship, big bro, little bro relationship. I looked at him, came to him for advice. He had every, he had all the answers. <laughs> I feel like he, he, he had everything, like for me, especially for me, right? Everything, every question that I had, he had every answer for. He knew exactly what I needed to do to get to this point. And I just bought into everything that he told me. And I mean, he, I respected him, he respected me. I mean, he gave, he gave me a little bit of leeway because I did lash out. It was some it was sometimes that I I did get out of character with him, and right. he, he ultimately like just just let me do me because he knew I'm a good he knew I was a good guy. I knew I'm, a, I, I'm not the, the the knucklehead or whatever. I just have my little moments or whatever, and he he let me get past that. And I think that was the best thing because in the show, he people were saying how he was enabling me, but he said it himself he wasn't enabling me like 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 he said i'm smart i know what i'm doing and i'm not that kid i'm not gonna be disrespectful to the point where like it's like wow joe like are you serious like (laughs) (laughs) like nah nah, i'm not
0: gonna burn a bridge right you know it's it's interesting you said people were mad at you so i was watching with my family and um my daughter i call her baby sierra uh, she's not a baby, but I call her baby, yeah. Sierra. So she was like, oh, my gosh, if Joe don't start whining, you know what I mean? She was like, oh, my gosh, if you don't run the sprint the way he's supposed to run the sprint, what's wrong with him? You know what I mean? <laughs> she was like, and so it, it was interesting, but, you know, he would single you out. Yeah, like, yeah. like that time when he was with running sprint, he was like, okay, you didn't make it? Okay, back on the line. you just going to run it again. And, and then, he had to <laughs> run it again. And he was like, he did make it again? Okay, get back on the line. We just don't wait for your own show. You know what i mean? That, that And that
1: exact moment in the show, it was uh, like he was singling me out and I was trying to single him out. Like, I was trying to be a dickhead to him and he right, was trying right, to right. be an asshole to me.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. It's was, it was interesting, you know, then you saw when y'all bonded. Yeah. And you saw, it, it was, and I, want, and I asked Coach about this, um, about when you all went to the uh, retreat, the woods, mm-hmm. whatever, the cabin, whatever it was. And at first, when you got there, you was like, what is this, man? I ain't trying to, it got bugs, it got dirt. I ain't with all this, what is this? You know <laughs> I got no cell service, you nope. know? But then by the end, you was like, look, I remember you said, I'm gonna just take all in. This is just beautiful out here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just walk around a little bit and take it all in a little bit more before we leave. Talk to me about that experience because it really seemed like that, was a turning point for the entire team, the way that y'all bonded and just everything. Just take take
1: me through that. Um, a, lot of people, a lot of people may not know this, but when I was at Oak Hill, it was the same kind of environment that I was in. Like, I was in the middle of nowhere, in the woods, no cell service, none of that. It was just the guys. And when I went up there, I was a little skeptical about it. Like, I didn't know how to react with those kind of guys because that would be my first time staying overnight anywhere with them like that. Right. And... Once I got comfortable, once I saw that everybody was happy to be there with each other, each other, like cuz I was I was happy. I was I was taken by back the views and all of that stuff. So once I got there, I was good. And so once I saw all the guys vibing, I knew it was just a moment that we that we had to to lock in. Right. And like being up there, it, it was fun. Like we we bonded like like no other. I mean, we didn't have no sales service. So right, <laughs> the only yeah, thing no you service could do <laughs> was talk to your boy. Right. <laughs> so I learned a lot. I learned a lot of different things about different guys there that, that wasn't viewed on the show. Like, um, not to spill anybody's personal business or anything like right, that, right. but it's some it's right. some real, real deep stuff that I learned about the guys
0: and I love them for life for that. Y'all bonded, you know yeah. what I mean? That's how it is yeah. with teammates when you bond. Then you have that special bond because then afterwards, um, y'all played in that game, and coach was like, "Yeah, if they didn't like each other, we wouldn't have won that we game. We wouldn't have won because all. stuff wasn't going right. If yeah, we, yo. you know, you agree with that? That was yeah, a good no, I agree accessory. totally. I agree totally because, I mean, like
1: you said, nothing was going right, and, <laughs> and we were looking at each other for answers. Like no one wanted to step up and and, and get the job done. We were like. KJ, can you do it? Right. You, Joe, help us out. Can you do
0: it? And it right. was just
1: a real selfless, selfless moment. Everybody just pitched in and did what they could to help us win for that game.
0: You know, I want to ask you about the refs because you was <laughs> always getting into it with the refs. Y'all just had a, you know, what I'm, and I'm going to be honest with you. It looked like they were picking on you yeah. because of the fact that you kept getting into it with them. So it was yeah. like, that's the way they're going to get back at you. They're going to call it travel when you do a move. Are they going to call a, you know what I mean? Not call a foul or something like that, or call a foul on you. How did that progress? And was that that way pretty much the whole thing? Because we didn't see all the games, but all the games that were shown in the documentary, it was like,
1: it was bad. It was so
0: bad. Goodness gracious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, so the second half of the season, uh, Last Chance was able to, to capture all of those good moments. But the first half of the season, it was rough. But to fast forward to, well, to backtrack, it all started at Pasadena City College. Okay. Before I even got to Eli, I had built that reputation there at Pasadena City College. I would be playing uh, in games and having fired up moments and talking my stuff to the refs or whatever. And then I'm thinking, because I took a year off, that I would uh, be okay to just come back clean slate. Nah, no, uh-uh, none of that. <laughs> the same refs that ref at Pasadena City College were the same refs who ref this whole path, this whole season. Uh, uh, yes, so I already had the reputation. Then I'm thinking, like I said before, I'm thinking I have a clean slate. We get to playing games and stuff. Nope, it's not happening. I'm not getting foul calls. I'm right. getting hacked. They're calling ticky-tack stuff on the other end. Yep. They're doing stuff to get in my head. And then when I get in my head, oh, I'm talking my stuff. I'm talking my shit to them like, because yeah. I'm upset at this point. Right, and I feel like you're picking on me. Yeah. So now I'm gonna make it known. Okay, you're gonna pick on me. I'm gonna pick on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it seem like you're not doing your job good. And refs hate that. Yeah, they hate they it when you show them out. So yeah. I was showing refs out because they would be picking on me, and uh, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Coach knows he got on me a lot about that. Yeah, me and Sean actually. And, yeah, uh, you and Sean. <laughs> uh, to, I mean, but towards the towards playoffs and towards the end of the season, we. We we, we stopped that. We, we didn't care because yeah, at that at that point we don't
0: care what the refs do. Like they're yeah. not dictating the game. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You always got to be take on a uh, mentality that okay, it's us against the refs. It's the refs, and yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, like they're not gonna give us no calls. <laughs> Let's not even expect it. Let's just go out and play. You know? We felt, yeah, we felt that a lot this past season. I mean, well, two years ago, we felt that a lot at Eli. You know, when I was watching, I was like, "Man, that's how they used to do." Rasheed Wallace, you know what I mean? I oh, only you know, Rasheed would be out there. I I saw Rasheed get a tech one time for rolling his eyes. I was like, "Dang, I'm on, I'm on the other team." I'm yeah. Like, yeah. So then they when they want to get you, they just pick on you, and that's yeah. what, that's what looked like was happening with you. Um, but I I I really like the way that y'all bonded together, and I like the growth that it showed with you because then you went from. And we talk about this a little bit, too, from the beginning of knowing that you, you know, everybody who doesn't play as much wants Mm -hmm. to play more. That's every athlete can relate to that. But then sometimes when it's like clear, you're like, I should be playing. Why am I not playing? And it was like eating you up inside. You know what I mean? To where you was exploding. But then it showed towards the middle, towards the end, where you embraced it. And you say, you know what? As soon as I get in the game... I'm gonna just terrorize. terrorize. Gonna, <laughs> right, right, right. That's basically what it looked like. But then it showed you also giving Muhammad some pointers. Like yeah. then, a lot of times when you're know, somebody's playing in front of you, it could be a beef, right. and you're like, "Man, this dude, this, this bum dude shouldn't be playing in front of me." Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? No, that's exactly how it was. Exactly it was. How it was. Yeah. And, and but then it showed y'all like Bonnie, like, "Oh, how do I do this?" And he him looking at you and you telling him, "No, nah, when you do this, you got to get you know what I mean." And it, yeah. I like that it showed that part. Especially for young people of saying where you can be competitive, you know, you can still be wanting to play more. That could be the person who you're playing against, but then you're still teammates and you're right. still trying to help them. Yeah. At the
1: end of the day, I love him as a brother. So yeah. like it was Rocky at first. Of course, everyone didn't want to everybody know I wanted to start. And right. He had the spot and I was I was set on taking his spot. Right. So for the first half of the season, I mean we we like I said, I love him like a brother. It wasn't like no beef or nothing like that, but right. I wanted his spot and it was, it was known that I wanted his spot. He was, it was known that he wanted to keep his spot. So it, it was just that competition at first. And then towards the middle to the end where it was like, okay, we're playing well with this system, me coming off the bench. I don't want to change anything. Um, Malik, he's doing well when he starts at this point. So everything is flowing perfectly. Every, everybody's attitude is good. The chemistry is great. So I wanted to put the team first. I didn't care. Even if Mosey came to me and said, Joe, look, we're gonna start you these playoff games, I'm like, no, don't change it. Cause then it would get everybody out of the flow. It would right. change things and it, right. it would just be a triple down, a trickle down effect. Right. So and I, I just wanted to put the team before me. And like I'm selfless. Like I'm not selfish or at at, at all. Like right. that's not the kind of guy I am. Like when it comes to benefiting the team over me, I'm for the team all day. I don't Hell. care about starting. I don't care about scoring fifty points. I don't like <laughs> Yeah. I want to do what's necessary to win. And right. me coming off the bench and me getting guys fired up and me giving advice to guys is the key to force the win. I'm going to do that.
0: That's <laughs> what's up. That. That's what's up. I want to talk to you about one incident, one part. So it was um, – I'm trying to remember what was going on. I think you were – it was just having a rough practice, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, it, stuff wasn't going right, everything like that. But there was some coaches that was there to watch you, and they mm-hmm. were sitting on the side. And so they're watching you, and you got upset. And it's like you, you know, you lost it for a minute. I think that's when you went back to the locker room and the yeah. other coach came up and got you. So I, I remember watching it and I was like, wow, the coaches is right there. Like the co- <laughs> you know what I'm mean? like, like this is what he's been talking about all this time to get the exposure to the coaches and they right there and he curking out in front of the coaches. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me about this because it almost I was thinking, I was like, it can't be self-sabotage. You know what I mean? Because he got to be thinking that the coach uh, was yeah. there. So just knew, talk to me about that whole process. That I, knew that, I knew the coaches were there. Um, I, I saw the coaches
1: there. Um, it's just I don't know. With me, I feel like I'm different. Like I'm not this new generation of guys who, who would sit there and fake and do all of that just to get the goody-goody in the coach's eyes and none of that. And I'm real. And mm-hmm. that's one of the main things that why it was so explicit and why in the show, it was so raw because I'm real. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. If I feel how I feel coming from where I came from, playing the type of basketball that I play with, and, and then in that moment that we we're talking about, we couldn't get the ball up the court. We were right. turning it over. We couldn't get the ball in the post. And we about to play our first playoff game. Right. No one's playing hard. We're just going through the motions. So at this point, I'm getting fed up. I'm projecting my energy to coach because he's just letting it rock. And that's uh-huh. not like him at all. Like uh-huh. That's if, I know you've seen before when we were BSing at practice, he kicked us out of the gym. Right. <laughs> hey, <we're flipping. laughs> so, like, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, first playoff game, we need to win. Like, we need to get motions going. We need to get reps in, get the ball in the post. We got to get going. We can't even get the ball up the post. So, I mean, I, maybe how I handled it was wrong, but I was projecting it my way. I was being real in my way. Uh-huh. And I, my, my emotions got the best of me. I ain't going to lie. I, I might have took it too far by going into the locker room and doing all that. But, was being me um I didn't like how things were going and I projected the coach coach didn't like how I was saying it I stepped off the court just to collect I shared my frustrations with the other coaches
0: Uh they didn't give me any
1: response or anything so I was like fuck it I guess I'm wrong so Uh I walked out the gym I didn't want to bring the energy down anymore so I walked out and that's when coach Ken followed behind me and brought me back and talked to me and he he told me, he was like, you're right, like, but just don't act like that. Right. But <laughs> like, it was interesting when
0: you was talking to Coach Ken, you was taking off your stuff, right? Yeah, and I was like, I'm done. I'm taking off yeah. But then you're talking, and then you stopped, and yeah. then you looked at him, and he had your eyes. Yeah. And then you like slowly started putting your stuff back on. <laughs> you know what I was mean? like, oh, he got him. Like, he yeah. brought him back. talk about like what what happened? Like, how did he bring you back and just? Like, he was just, he was, he, his, Coach Ken is real. Him and,
1: him and Coach Moses are the realest guys right. in America to me. And Coach Ken, he, he came to the locker room and he told me, he was like, look, Joe, you're right. Like, you're 100% right, but you can't respond like that. Like, what you're doing is wrong. Like, he was just telling me straight up and didn't right. sugarcoat it anything. Like, he didn't he didn't come in there acting phony. It was like, oh, you, you acting funny and get your stuff together or you can go if you want. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't going to let me leave the locker room unless I was fully clothed. So that's the, type of, that's the type of guy Coach Ken is. Mm. He's raw. And like he like I said, he told me, like, look, Joe, your response needs to change. Like, you can't act like that. Like, you're not wrong, but you have to say it a different way. You have to show it a different way. Be a leader in a different way. Don't Kirk out and don't right. spaz out when things are going wild, don't go funny, but collect, get guys together, and tell them what they need to do. So... That's ultimately what I learned from that situation.
0: So it's interesting even talking about, so now, so talking, like, seeing you on, on Last Chance You, and then talking to people about you now, it's like it's two different personalities. Yeah. Now you're, like, all, like, relaxed and chilled and, yeah. you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, talk about how, like, what what changed so much from how, to how you are now. Um,
1: I mean, a lot has changed. I just got my, my mentality back that I, I used to have back when I was playing strong and before the injuries. Um, before the injuries, like I said, I each see basketball. Like it was the love of my life. Right. And like like I'm getting those same urges, those same spurts back that I had before. Like I'm waking up having the urge to work out. Like I'm waking up touching my basketball, dribbling around. Like I'm getting those that that, that love back. And that's what's changed, really. That's what's changed. The love of the game that I have, like I, I lost it. I didn't care for it anymore but I picked it back up. And, like, now that drive and all the intangibles that I had before, the good traits, the leader qualities, all of that stuff, all of it's coming back easy. Just like it was when I didn't pick up a basketball for a year and then picked it up for two weeks and everything started coming back to me. Like, it, it was just, it's just natural.
0: But you still have the times where things don't go right or the rest have bad yeah, calls or, different. you know, or something like that, but your your reaction is just different.
1: It's, it's just totally different. Because um, I know. I know for a fact. Like I said, I'm not a dumb kid. <laughs> I know I, I can't do those same things that Mosley let me do. Well, not, I mean, not that they he let me, me, that I was, I forced Mosley to let me do. Right. Uh, I can't do those same things here at Division One Long Beach State with Coach Munson because there's people watching. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but Coach Munson did a lot for me to get into school. Oh, like, okay. like, a lot. Like, broke his back to the point where he had personal meetings with the president of the school to get me in school type stuff so and it's a different kind of situation so like i i love him for life like i would never do anything to 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 burn that bridge or you know like just even step my foot back into that old 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 path or, or anything like that like i'm just
0: straight and narrow now but Coach Mosley did a lot for you, too, to be able to get yeah. there. You know yeah, what I mean? Mosley
1: did a lot for me to get there. And he and Mosley sat me. like there. I was right. there for, at, he like for a whole year before I even played at the season of the last chance you. Oh, OK. I, I was at e like a whole year before. I was there, sitting. He didn't let me play. Oh, I didn't I know that. I was on probation <laughs> with him. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> you, know that. You have to go to school. You have to get
0: your grades up. You're not going to touch the floor.
1: <laughs> wow. Yes.
0: Wow. Yes. yes. Well, yeah, he is a special coach, yes. you know, I mean, because obviously, you know, he could have let you play yeah. and, you know, you would have been good. I mean, I know he said at first, you know, he said, Look, we don't need you to win, yeah. but that's what he told you for the mentality that you have, but looking at it as far as playing, he could have used you that first year before that you know so uh, that's, that's just a lot that's a lot for him though told to yeah. I didn't know he sat you up the whole first year
1: yeah no no that, and that's I mean I think he talked about it on the show as well uh, I talked about it in my story but the way the editing and stuff worked it, it right. didn't fit into what was best for the story that they, they put out but wow. it was a lot told it was a lot told
0: so do you still keep in touch with the guys? You know, you built this this yeah. good. Yeah. So all, all y'all still keep in touch with each other? We actually,
1: yeah, we actually just took a, a team trip to Vegas not too long ago. We just oh, had a good time out there. Yeah. That's dope.
0: Yeah. That's dope that y'all all tight and y'all all still, you know, talking everything. Yeah, and everybody's doing good. Everybody playing different places. Yeah, every, and Mark is, Mark. I'm waiting on Mark to get right, man. Mark yeah. is my guy. I'm waiting on yeah. him to get right. He's, he's a little injured right now, but he'll be back soon. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. Well, listen. I, I I love the show, and like I said, you know, you're you're an inspiration uh, for people. You know, Thank for you. young cats. You know, I'm out here. I you know I coach AAU, and I see young cats. I see young cats. Their attitudes way worse than what you had. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And and but they but they at some point it has to click. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to be a detriment to myself right. if I if I don't change, or or okay, if I keep going down this road, you know, I'm going to be one of the people who never made it and yeah. just had stories about how nice they was back in the day, but they never yeah. made it. You know, and that could have easily been your story. Like, we could exactly. not be sitting here talking right now, you know, honestly. Like, it could have been a story like, yeah, this dude, Joe Hampton, back in the day, remember the dude who used to play at the math? Right. man. He was yeah. nice. And somebody probably been like, man, I ain't notice, I ain't heard about him. And they tell us stories about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's, it's I got to say, a lot of respect to you for being able to, first of all, be okay with yourself putting being put on display like that. Because a lot of people yeah. don't like that. I mean, because being on Last Chance you, everybody got to see your your mistakes. Everybody right. got to see, you know, you're on display. Like yeah. I I want to ask you even before we, we we stop at everything, how was that part? You know, because it was different. I it was bet. a lot it's different. on Netflix, um, you know what I'm mean? It's not like it's on local channel or something like that. You're on Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah. Netflix is one of the biggest streaming platforms in America. Right. And all over the world, especially. Um, And, like, having a camera follow you all over the place, having a camera in your face, having cameras in your home, like, it, it's different. It's different. It's something to get used to. But the camera crew made it cool for us to open up. And it's just that simple. They were they were good guys. They were good guys and women uh it was a mixed camera crew they they were fun they were open they told us stories about their their lives and their past experiences with last chance you and different different uh players or whatever so i mean it was just easy for us to open up to them because of how like good and cool they were to us so me and sean saw that it was it was like a no-brainer to be raw and explicit and be real in the show
0: All right, so before I let you go, um, tell me one story that didn't make the cut. Um, Coach Mosley told me a story where him and Sean had an experience they had outside of the box that didn't make the cut. Um, Tell me one story that was really impactful that just didn't make the cut. Um, a story that was impactful that didn't make the cut. It was a
1: lot. I mean, little bits and pieces, but, um... I would say the game when I last out because my girlfriend was locked up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a game at home. Like, right before the game, I was talking to my girlfriend or whatever, and it was just a little emotional. and Like, I I felt that I didn't want to play. But Marquise Copeland, one of my teammates, he's actually from Washington, D.C. as well. Um, He was in my ear a lot at ELAC, and he persuaded me to do... A lot of things different than what I wanted. Had my head set on doing, and um, I got the courage to play, and like it was things were just going horrible. And I think like I don't remember exactly too much of what I did, but I think I cussed the ref out and got like a, a technical foul and got mm-hmm. thrown out the game. Like that was my second tech, and I got
0: thrown out the game. Huh. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, didn't show that part. No. <laughs> they didn't show that. No. Oh, oh! I remember what I wanted to ask you too. The very, the last scene um, when y'all are all in the locker room, and you know they told about what happened and everything like that. And he was like, "Man, I got to get out of here. I'm too yeah. emotional for this." You know. And then you went in front of coach and you told him you loved him and you gave yeah. him a hug. Like that scene, I was like, "Wow!" Like that's a powerful scene because it showed how much. Like even in you didn't say a whole lot of words. It, you said a whole lot without saying a, t- whole lot, lot. a whole lot. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Yep. And, and tell me some of the emotions that you was feeling there, because that's what I saw. I was like, "Wow, that was a powerful moment." Yeah, you know, it was really powerful. I mean, that's why I had to leave. It was
1: just too many emotions flowing at once. Um, like one, it didn't hit me at all. Like I was still lollygagging, joking around when we got into the locker room. I was still twisting my bag around, not even mm-hmm. really thinking about what was going on until I seen him like break down, like him talking. I'm like, wait, what? Like, season's over? <laughs> like, yeah, no yeah. way. Then it hit me instantly. Hit me. And then I just broke down because, like, I'm an emotional person. Right, I feel. And seeing my coach like that and hearing what he was saying to us and, like, because I, I felt his emotions at that time. Like, I, I knew, like, when he said that we were his favorite team, we were the best team in the books, Yeah, like, I felt that. Like, that hit me. And, like, I feel like he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. So, like, and I have nothing but love and respect for him for what he did for me when no one else would. And, like, I love him. Like, I admit that. Like, mm-hmm. I love him as a father figure. I love him as a coach. I love him as a big brother. And, like, yeah, I just, you just can't break that bond. And when I was walking out, when I was leaving, I couldn't leave the locker room. I dapped all the guys up. said sent my little sentimental messages. I told Sean I love him. I don't know if the camera got that. Mm-hmm. Me and him show love. I dropped everybody up, and then when they got coached, I had to I had to give him a hug and tell him I love him because he was the main one. Like he he got me here, and to that point, so
0: I had to show him love. That's what's up, man. Well, I, you know, everybody who hasn't seen it, you know, Last Chance You on Netflix. It's a fantastic documentary. Uh, <laughs> no, it really is. You know, watch <laughs> it again. You. Like it was, <laughs> really good. it was really dope. Uh, and and also because you know. I coach AAU and I couldn't oh. coach these last years because of COVID. Uh, so it was like i I was missing coaching watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm getting hyped when they y'all get hyped. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I, I love yeah. all the posters that y'all showed. So good yeah. luck to you, man. We we, we Thank got a whole you. lot of people rooting for you now. You Thank know, people you. want you to do well, people you know, in your corner. So keep yeah. doing your thing. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm just be happy seeing you just prosper and everything, the way that you're going, so. Thank you. Thank Thank you for having
1: me, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com, along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Thomas 36 Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.